Srimad Bhagavatam, fifth canto, fourth chapter, text 17. What a challenge. Dravya, Dravya, Desha, Desha, Kala, Kala, Vaya, Vaya, Sadha, Sadha. Satisfied Lord Vishnu in 
every respect. All the rituals were enriched by first class ingredients. They were executed in holy places. Carried the proper time by priests who were all young and faithful. In this way, Lord Vishnu was worshipped. Prasadam was offered to all the demigods. Thus, the function and festival were all successful. Support by Divine Grace, Sri Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada. It is said, Kaumaram Acharat Pragyo Dharma Bhagavata Miya. A ritual should be performed by young men, even boys at a tender age, in order for the ritual to be performed successfully. <coughs> From childhood, people should be trained in Vedic culture, especially in devotional service. In this way, one can perfect one's life. A Vaishnava does not respect the demigods. But on the other hand, it's not so foolish that you accept each and every demigod as the Supreme Lord. Supreme Lord is master of all demigods. Therefore, demigods are his servants. The Vaishnavas accepting the demigods as, as servants of the Supreme Lord worship them properly. The Brahma Samhita, the important demigod, Lord Shiva, Lord Brahma, and even incarnations and expenses of Lord Krishna. Like Mahavishnu, Gargudashti Vishnu, and the, all the other Vishnu tattvas, as well as the Shakti tattvas like Durga Devi, were all worshipped by the process of worshipping Govinda with the word Govinda Mari Purusham Tamaham Yami. The Vaishnava worshipped the demigods in relation to Govinda, but not independently. Vaishnavas are not so foolish that they consider the demigods independent of the Supreme Personality of Kari. This is confirmed in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Ekala Iswara Krishna Arasava Bhritya. The Supreme Master is Krishna and all other Thai servants. Oma Jnana Dimirandasya Vinanam Jnana Shadakara Chaitanya Charitamya Natasmai Sri Chaitanya Mahavishtam Sakitamya Nabhutan Shayam Rupa Gadamaham Didatishwatam Sri Guru Sri Uta Patakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavacha Sri Rupam Sakitam 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 Krishna Chaitanya Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sarana Palita Patitam, Pavanetia, Vaishnava, Vishnu, Krishna, Pristaya, 
So thank you very much joining in our Sunday Bhagavatam class. Five four seventeen <clears throat> teachings are now this is Rishabh Dev, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who has appeared as the son of Maharaj Nabi. So here uh, his activities are explained. <clears throat> he took advice from the Brahmins and accordingly he ruled the kingdom. It was explained. So he also performed sacrifices. <clears throat> so these are all activities and duties of the king. He has to perform uh, sacrifice. Prabhupada used to say, if you don't do this sacrifice, then you will have to waste your money on gunpowder. What is gunpowder? War. So they don't do yagya. Then they have to do spend money where? Fighting. That also gunpowder. Which gunpowder you want to spend? Uh, which fire you want to spend? Uh, think. So you see here, the duty of the king is to perform uh, Yes. Bhoktaram yagya tapasham. Sarva loka maheshwaram. Suhadam sarva bhutanam. Jantva mam shantim richati. Right? Hmm? Hey, can you bring one cup for me? Empty cup. A person in full consciousness of me, knowing me to the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifice and austerity, Supreme Lord of all planets and demigods, and the benefactor and well-wisher of all living entities, attain peace from the pangs of material disease. It is point here. So unless you worship the Supreme Lord, you're not going to get peace. Hmm? Nobody wants <clears throat> war. Who wants war? Nobody. Right? So the solution to get peace is that you must understand that Krishna is the source of all 
is the ultimate beneficiary of all sacrifice and austerities. Bhaktaram Yagya Tapasham. <clears throat> so this was this this austerities uh, and what is that yagya must be done see Yajya dana tapa karma natyajam karyam evatas yajya danam tapa chaiva pavanani manisinam acts of sacrifice, charity, and penance are not to be given up, they must be performed. Indeed, sacrifice, charity, and penance purify even the great souls. So that. You cannot say you don't do. That's why Bishop Dev is showing example. Why is doing sacrifice? Because it's purification. You understand? It's not that you don't you do anything you like. Huh? Three things: sacrifice, charity, and penance. Charity and penance. Tapasya. Huh? So this purify even great souls. You understand? <clears throat> of course, the sacrifice for us in Kali Yuga is what? Sankirtan Yagya. Because you cannot do all the other kind of sacrifice, all this horse sacrifice and cow sacrifice, all these are not possible because the priest who is chanting, they are no more potent. It says here, the priest, uh, young boys, expert. You understand? Not that a priest should be an old man. No. Yes. And priests are important. Uh, 17, what? 13, is it? Any sacrifice performed without regard for the direction of the scriptures, without distribution of prasadam, spiritual food, without chanting of Vedic hymns, and remuneration to priests, and without faith is considered to be in the mode of ignorance. Uh, 
Hello? <clears throat> you understand? How important is the Brahmin culture? <clears throat> Without Brahmanas, forget it, you cannot do. Can you do? Yeah, you can do. What you can do? Can? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. The Indians are very expert. They always like to see some fireworks. Uh, yes. And the Brahmin, he don't know how to chant the mantras. So therefore in Kali Yuga, the method is what? Harinam. See? You see how important this is? And when there is no, what? Dakshin. What do you call that? What is Dakshin? <clears throat> Remuneration to the priest. Then it is. They bargain usually with the Amma The priest also is also doing. <laughs> Huh? Can see here again Krishna <laughs> Absolute truth is the objective of devotional service and is indicated by the word sat. Performer of such sacrifice is called Sat. As are all works of sacrifice, penance and charity which true to their absolute nature are performed to please the Supreme Person, O Son of Krita. So Yajna means to please who? Who is the Supreme Person? Huh? Supreme Person is Krishna. Anything done as a sacrifice, charity or penance without faith in the Supreme, Osana Pritad is impermanent. It is called Asat and is useless, both in this life and the next. So the demigod puja, what? What? Asat. see, we have been discussing yesterday also the subject that <clears throat> the Brahmins are very important. Yes. Why the demigods are not important? Why stress is given on the Brahmin? Actually, of course, we'll, we'll get into this. Why the Brahmin? Why? Hello? Why did Rishabh Dev say, worship the demigods? What? Demigods are not the monk. Brahmins are the monk. The demigods are what? Legs. <laughs> no position. Demigods are no position. What position? Tell me. Why the importance is not given on demigod worship? Why? Actually, all Hindus are worshipping demigods. 
They know nothing but demigods. I'm sorry I'm speaking loudly because my voice is otherwise. Huh? Why? Tell me. In fact, in the Bhagavad Gita, demigod worship is not recommended. Hello? Why? Why demigod has been played down? Brahmins are played up. Why? Hello? Why? Brahmins are preachers, demigods don't preach. See, demigod worship is only for material benefits. Kami is Taihartha Pagyan, Prabhadyante, Krishna gave a few verses on that in the Bhagavad Gita. He said, worship of demigod is primarily for what? Material? Uh, what is that verse you all chant? That what Dehi Prabhupada said. Tanam Dehi. Rupavati Dehi. Huh? All Dehi. Understand? So, demigod worship is only for what? Material benefit. What is that verse? These are very temporary and meager. Antavatu Palatesham. Bhakti Alpa. Medasham, what's the number? 720. Men of small intelligence worship the demigods and their fruits are limited and temporary. Those who worship demigods go to the planet of the demigods, but my devotees ultimately reach my supreme planet. So Krishna is saying that demigod worship, material benefits, it's very what? Temporary and very meager. Huh? And you cannot go, where you go, worship demigods? You only go to the heavenly planet. You cannot go to the supreme planet. Hey, understand, this material benefits has not been very much encouraged. You know? This is spoken by Durva Maharaj. Person who worship you simply for sense gratification, for this bag of skin, and certainly influenced by your illusory energy, inspire having you who are like a desire tree, another cause of liberation from birth and death. Foolish persons such as me desire benediction from you for sense gratification. Which is available even for those who live in hellish condition. So these material benefits are available even in hellish planet. You understand? So you go to the demigods and get material benefits, and these benefits are also available in hell. In fact, Krishna also said here, yeah, this is spoken by Guru Maharaj. Krishna also says,
O supreme reservoir of love, he's referring to Rukmini. Unfortunate are those who, even after obtaining him in the Lord of both liberation and material riches, they anchor only for material treasures. Those, these worldly gains can be found even in hell. Since such persons are observed with some gratification, hell is a fitting place for them. The demigod worship is for material benefit. And if you go to the Lord and also ask for material benefit, then you have an ad intelligence. Hello? Huh? You understand? In fact, <clears throat> the Lord, the Lord was speaking, is speaking about the demigods. In fact, he was actually scolding them, you know. He was saying this. Best of the intelligent demigods, although it is true that nothing is difficult for one to obtain, and I am pleased with him, pure Guru, whose mind is exclusively fixed upon me, does not ask me for anything but the opportunity to engage in devotional service. So it's the Lord is explaining to the demigods, but they are going to him to ask for some benefit. So you see how he explained those who think material assets to be everything or to be the ultimate goal of life are called misers, kripanas. Kripanas are opposite of brahmanas. They do not know the ultimate necessity of the soul. Moreover, if one award that which is desired by such fool, he must be also considered foolish. You see how the Lord is speaking? Condemn the demigod worship. And if someone comes to him for some material, uh, and if he gives, the Lord says, I am foolish to give you. Understand? See? Since I am very intelligent, why should I give this full material prosperity? Instead, I shall induce him to take this nectar of shelter of my lotus feet and make him forget the illusion of material enjoyment. 
the famous verse. Mm -hmm. A pure devotee is fully accomplished in the science of devotional service, will never instruct a foolish person to engage in fruitive activities for material enjoyment, not to speak for helping him in such activities. Such a devotee is like an experienced physician who never encourages a person to eat food injurious to his health, even if the person desires it. This is the qualification of a pure Brahmana devotee. There's a big distinction. You understand? Hello? Huh? This is why we encourage you to worship devotees. Huh? Hello? You worship demigods. You cannot, they only can give you what? Material, what? Qualities. Understand? The more and more you can come to the mode of goodness. And if you come to the mode of goodness, you can only develop these qualities. These are the qualities you can develop. Hello, are you paying attention? Uh, these are all the Brahmanical qualities. Samo, Dhamma, Tichwa, Tapatratyam, Daya, Smithi, Tushti, Tyago, Spirahasrita, Rihi, Dayaswa, Nivati. These are all 17 qualities here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 qualities. Yeah. What are these qualities you can develop in the mode of goodness? Hello? Mind and sense control. Samadhamma. Tolerance. Discrimination. Sticking to one's prescribed duties. Truthfulness. Mercy. Careful study of the past and future. Satisfaction in condition, generosity, renunciation of self-gratification, faith in the spiritual master, being embarrassed at improper action, charity, simplicity, humbleness, and satisfaction within oneself are the qualities in the mode of goodness. So this you can develop. Right? You understand? But these qualities cannot stay with you forever. Why? Because the modes of nature are always what? In condition stage, one conception of life is sometimes polluted by passion and ignorance, which are exhibited by attachment, hostility, greed, lamentation, illusion, fear, madness, false prestige, insult, false finding, deception, envy, intolerance, passion, bewilderment, hunger, and sleep. 
All these are enemies. Sometimes one conception are also polluted by goodness. So you cannot stay in this goodness at all. Because it will become what? Polluted. That's why I worship demigods. Most and most you can come to this goodness. And that also will become mixed up. Understand? That's why demigod worship does not bring good qualities. What is that verse? Huh? 11, no, 10, 88. 10, 88, what they are open, the demigod. 11. Yeah, you see. <clears throat> Because I'm difficult to worship, people generally avoid me and instead worship these other deities who quickly satisfy. When people receive kingly opulence from these deities, they become arrogant, intoxicated with pride and neglectful of their duties. They dare to even offend the demigods who have bestowed benediction upon them. Hello? Hello? They don't even develop any good qualities. That's why demigod worship not recommended. Hello? We're not saying we didn't disrespect them. Huh? Today is the proper way of worshiping demigod is to offer the prasad huh, to the demigods from Krishna to that's the proper way. But not separately to be worshipped. Even you worship them separately, you don't develop good qualities. You get all these bad qualities. Hello? Huh? It's a fact. Usually when we go and approach them and ask for some donation, yeah, really, they're always ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah? Experience. Yes? Hello? Understand? I think I covered this in the last class. How the Varnashram if you don't worship the Lord, you will fall down. I suggest you go and listen to that class. Yes. And you see how demigod worship. Although the Hindus, they think that this is a very important, worshipping demigod. But it's useless. And see, further explain here. The activities of demigod lead to both misery and happiness for living and living people. But the activities of great saints like you who have accepted the infallible Lord as their very soul result only in happiness of all beings. A big disparity worshipping the demigods and worshipping the sadhus. Hello? Huh? Everyone thinks that demigod is important. Practically, you ask any Hindu, no, no, no. Uh, you know, Devi, uh, uh, Bhavan, uh, they all are very. But you understand that how more important are the devotees? Hello? That's why Krishna is recommended what? Namo Brahmanya Devaya Go. 
Ah, you chant this mantra every day, yes. Only for prasadam. Huh? What? Otherwise, you don't know the meaning of that. What is the meaning of it? Yes. Hello? Huh? Before I go here, one more verse. Those who worship the demigod receive reciprocation from demigods in a way just corresponding to the offering. Demigods attendance the karma like man shadow, but sadhus are actually merciful to the fallen. The, the, the demigods can only give you something, but they cannot remove you from your karma. And that's not possible. They cannot what? Change your karma. That's not possible. You understand? Even you can go 10 million times, what, what is that? They go sunny, 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 what? They take the light, they go, what? Hello? You can do millions of times, no problem. For Rahu. Nothing will work, Prabhu. Understand? But if you worship the sadhu, the body, immediately you are free from all. Understand? A big difference. Because they don't understand this nonsense. These are all nonsense. And they give importance to demigod more than the sadhus. How foolish! Yes? And the demigod cannot help you? Hello? Every Saturday, Sunday, light. Where? Where are you going? Light. That's why when we do our puja, we don't have all these demigods inside. We don't have this one. What is that? Navagrahas. Nava we don't do all these Navagrahas. Whereas the Karmaganda man, he will do all Navagraha puja. Understand? You know? Why? Because we give preference to the Vaishnavas. Our puja is start what? With who? Our puja is with who? Huh? All the acharyas. It's so important. They can remove all your... In fact, during the initiation, what, what happened? Huh? All the karma is what? Taken by the guru? Yes? But where demigod take the karma? Tell me. Ah, it says here, they are attendants of karma. If they are attendants of karma, can they remove your karma? Yeah, not possible. Hello? Huh? You understand? So how important the word is how? Yeah. When you worship the devotees, all karma is finished and you develop transcendental qualities. Hello? What are the transcendental qualities? Uh, two sections, two times you mentioned. 
He's a famous word, so I'm sure you know about his word, right? Uh, right? I'm sure you know this. What happened? This was, I'm sure you know, right? Yashesti Bhakti Bhagavati Akinchana, yes? Uh, you know this by heart, I'm sure. Huh? All the demigods and the exalted qualities such as religion, knowledge, and renouncing became manifest in the body of one who has developed unalloyed devotion to the Supreme Personality of God in Vasudev. So all the qualities, all the demigod qualities already manifest in the body of automatically. Actually, it says here, Krishna's, uh, actually it's purpose, very important, uh, let's read it together. As explained in the next verse, Krishna, the original source of all living entities is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita. The living entity is a conditional, a living entity that is conditional on my internal fragmental parts. Due to struggle, due to conditioned life, they are struggling very hard with the six senses through the mind. All living entities are part and parcel of Krishna, and therefore, when they revive their original Krishna consciousness, they possess all the good qualities of Krishna in a small quantity. More than the demigods, huh? Hello. When one engages himself in nine processes of devotional service, Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu, Smaranam, Padasevanam, Archanam, Vandanam, Dasyam, Sakyam, Atmani, Vedanam, one's heart becomes purified and immediately understands a relationship with Krishna. He then revives his original quality of Krishna consciousness. Whereas when you go with the demigod, there's no nothing, no good qualities. Hello. Hello. Uh, what are the qualities? In the Adi Lila, Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's a description, some of the qualities of a devotee. For example, Pandit Haridas is described as being very well behaved, tolerant, peaceful, magnanimous, and great. In addition, he spoke very sweetly. I guess I don't qualify in this section. His endeavors were very pleasing. He was always patient, he respected everyone. He always worked for everyone's benefit. His mind was free of duplicity and he was completely devoid of all malicious activities. Free from all sinful. But we hear in our Bhagavatam, the Indra, sometimes he does some nonsense. Yes or not? Huh? For example, running after another man's wife. Hello? But devotees cannot do that. Can become Indra. Huh? Hello? Huh? Understand? So, <clears throat> these are all original qualities of Krishna. And when one becomes a devotee, they automatically become manifest. 
श्री कृष्णादास कविराज चैतन्य Hello, you follow, right? And the list of following twenty-six good qualities of Vaishnav. Anyway, there are twenty-six qualities here. But in another place, Krishna is saying twenty-eight qualities. So here, Yeah. <clears throat> my dear lord as the absolute truth you are transcendent to material nature and like the sky you are never entangled in any material you controlled by your devotee's love you accept forms incarnate according to your devotee's desire लॉर्डशिप What kind of devotional service? Hello, it's not only that you're devotee. You must also do service. Are you devotee and no service? Then what kind of devotee is that? Prabhu, my service to so come temple and take prasadam, Prabhu. That's my service. Hello, hello, service. That service. Ah. Huh? my dear ruler of the universal controller oh lord of vaikuntha and almighty god of the universe i am your devotee and because i love you i have no other shelter than you therefore please explain this to me oh the lord then approach by udava so in the bhagavad gita huh? there no quote no Yes, there was a question by Arjuna two times. Huh? What is the qualification of a pure body? Chapter two, Bhagavad Gita, and chapter fourteen, Bhagavad Gita. There are two verses, but Krishna never elaborates. Krishna never. Here he is saying twenty-eight qualities. Little bit long, maybe twenty-eight qualities. We will read that. So he says here, Sri Bhagwan Vacha Kripalu Krita Doras Titikshu Sarudeyanam Satyasaro 
अल्प ज्ञात्म समह सर्व उपाकर गुणदोषम राइट Yeah, how many qualities? Twenty-eight qualities. Ah, not touching that seventeen quality. What is the first one? A saintly person is merciful, and he never injures others. Can he be a mediator, physician, educator? And not only that, he cannot harm anybody. Even if others are aggressive, he is tolerant and forgiving toward all living entities. That two very big quality. What is that? Forgiving and then uh, his strength and meaning of life come from the truth itself. He is free from all envy and jealousy. And his mind is equal in material happiness and stress. Thus, he dedicates his time to working for the welfare of all others. His intelligence is never bewildered by material desires, and his control and he has controlled his senses. His behavior is always pleasing, never harsh, always exemplary, and is free from possessiveness. He never endeavors in ordinary worldly activities. He strictly controls his eating. Hello. He is therefore always remain peaceful and steady, and a saintly person is thoughtful and accepts me as his only shelter. This is a very important quality. A saintly person is thoughtful and accept me as his only shelter. Such a person is very cautious in the execution of his duties and is never subject to superficial transformation because he is steady and noble even in distressing situation. He has conquered over the six material qualities, namely hunger, thirst, lamentation, delusion, knowledge, and death. He is free from all desire of prestige and offers honor to others. He is expert in reviving the Krishna consciousness of others, and therefore he never cheats anyone. Hello. You become a guru, and tomorrow you fall down. Is it cheating or not cheating? Huh? Not cheating. That's your karma, Prabhu. Help us, see. Rather, his well-wishing friend to all, being most merciful, such a saintly person must be considered the most learned of men. He perfectly understands 
the ordinary religious duties prescribed by me in various Vedic scriptures with such favorable qualities that purify the former and he notes that neglects of such duty constitute a discrepancy in one's life. Having taken complete shelter, my notice feet, however, a saintly person ultimately renounced such ordinary religious duty and worshipped me alone. He is thus considered to be the best among all living entities. These are the transcendental qualities. These are what? These are not qualities in the mode of beyond goodness. Right, of course, this is going to be Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur, the 17th quality, Sharanam, or taking complete shelter of Krishna, is the most important. And the other 27 qualities automatically appear in one who has become a pure devotee of the Lord. Of course, we have already shown you the 518 12. So now we are going to talk about the qualities. It's going to be time consuming. I've only about five minutes left. So maybe, I don't know, you can go back and read it all. Uh, <clears throat> I'll go as much as I can. Kripalu, a devotee cannot tolerate seeing the world merge in ignorance and suffering the whiplashes of Maya. Therefore, he busily engages in distributing Krishna consciousness and is called Kripalu or merciful. In other words, a devotee must be a must be a what? Huh? Must be a what? Must be preacher. He must be able to preach. Otherwise, how he delivers others? There's a difference between the preacher, devotee, and the demigod. Because demigod don't preach. Hello? They don't preach. Akrita Droha. Even if someone is offensive to a devotee, a devotee does not become offensive in return. Indeed, he never acts against the interests of any living entity. One may argue that great Vaishnava kings such as Maharaj Yudhishthira and Parishit Maharaj executed many criminals. However, when justice is properly administered by the state, sinful, distracted persons actually benefit from the punishment because they become free from the severe karmic reaction to their illicit activities. A Vaishnava ruler gives punishment not out of envy or malice, but in, in faithful obedience to the laws of God. The Mahavadi philosophers who want to kill God by imagining that he does not exist are certainly Krita Droha, are most interest to themselves and others. The impersonalists imagine that he himself is the supreme and thus creates a more dangerous situation for himself and his followers. Similarly, the Karmis who are dedicated to material sense gratification are also killers of the self because by their absorption in material consciousness, they lose all chance of experiencing the absolute truth and the truth of their own self. Therefore, all living entities who come under the control of materialistic degradation, duties are unnecessarily harassing themselves and others and in pure Vaishnava and a pure Vaishnava feel great compassion and concern for them. A devotee never uses his mind, body or words to perform any act harmful to the welfare of any living entity. This is also said by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 12. You understand? <clears throat> uh, the devotee is what? Whereas that's why when we speak about this now, this my what? They are very injurious to Krishna. They say Krishna has got no head. 
no leg, no tail, no this, no that. Huh? And some devotees sometimes say, Prabhu, we, we have to be gentle. You know? Gentle? Hello? Huh? Understand? I teach you. A devotee forgives and forgets any offense against himself. A Vaishnava personally detached from his material body, which is made of past stool, blood, and so on. Therefore, the devotee is able to do, overlook the atrocious behavior of sometimes uh, behavior he sometimes made within the cause of preaching work and always deal with people as a perfect gentleman. A Vaishnava loudly chants the holy name of the Lord and tolerates and forgives those fallen conditions so no, unable to reciprocate properly with a pure devotee. Satya Sara, a devotee always remembers that he is an eternal servant of the Supreme Personality of Dharit, who is omniscient, reservoir of all pleasure and the ultimate enjoyer of all activities. By avoiding activities outside devotional service, a devotee remains fixed in the truth and does not uselessly waste time and thus become bold, powerful and steady. Think qualities. Huh? Anvaya, Anva Dhyatma. A devotee knows that the material world is a temporary pantsamagoria and therefore does not envy anyone in any material situation. He never tries to agitate others or criticize them unnecessarily. But someone who is criticizing God, we cannot say, oh no, it's okay, Prabhu. No. A uh, devotee may tolerate offense to himself, but he will not be tolerant to any offense committed to the Lord or his devotees. He cannot tolerate. Some, uh, a devotee remains steady and equal in material happiness or distress, fame or infamy. His actual wealth is consciousness of Krishna and he understands that his real interest lies outside the scope of material nature. He does not become agitated or depressed by Actually, event, but remain fixed in consciousness of the only potency of, of Lord Krishna. He always remembers this is all Krishna's arrangement. What Krishna plans, I don't know. I'm simply what uh, submitting to his action. Uh, <clears throat> Sarva Sarvo Upakara Karakaha. Neglecting oneself, fish desires and working for the satisfaction of others. This is called Paro Upakara. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also used this word, correct? He asked all the bodies who were born in India to do what? Paro Upakara, correct? Whereas causing trouble to others for one person's gratification is called Para Pakara. A devotee always works for the pleasure of Lord Krishna who is the resting place of all living entities and thus the devotee's activities are ultimately pleasing to everyone. Devotional service to Lord Krishna is the perfectional stage of welfare work since Lord Krishna is the supreme controller of everyone's happiness and distress. Foolish person under the influence of false egoism considering themselves to be the ultimate well-wisher of others executes superficial materialistic activities rather than attending to the eternal happiness of others. Because the devotee remains pure and engaged in missionary activities, is everyone's best friend. 
Kamei ahata di. Person, ordinary person, see all material things as objects for their personal gratification and thus try to acquire or control them. Ultimately, a man wants to possess a woman and enjoy some sex gratification with her. The Supreme Lord supplies the desired fuel that causes the fuel of lust to burn painfully in one's heart. But the Lord does not give self realization to such a misguided person. Lord Krishna is transcendental and neutral, but if one is eager to exploit the Lord's creation, the Lord gives one facility through Maya. When one becomes cheated of real happiness by entangling himself in the false role of great and lusty enjoy of the world. On the other hand, one who has taken full shelter of Krishna has enriched with perfect knowledge and bliss. <laughs> and not cheated by seductive appearance of the material world. A pure devotee does not follow the path of foolish deer, which is seduced by the hunters, flowed and killed. A devotee is never attracted by the chances and treaties of beautiful women, and he avoids hearing from bewildered karmis about so-called glories of material acquisition. Similarly, a pure devotee is not bewildered by aroma or taste, he does not become attached to something eating, nor does he spend the whole day making arrangements for bodily comfort. The only actual enjoyer of God creation is the Lord Himself and the living and it is secondary enjoyers who, who experience unlimited pleasure through the Lord's pleasure. This perfect process of experiencing pleasure is called Bhakti Yoga or devotional service, and the devotee never sacrifices his auspicious position of steady intelligence even in the face of so-called material opportunity. Danta, a devotee is naturally repelled by sinful activities and control his senses by dedicating all his acts to Krishna. This requires steady concentration and cautious mentality. Mridu, a materialistic person will always see people as friends or enemies and thus will sometimes justify cruel or small-minded behavior in order to subdue his opponent. Such a devotee has taken shelter. Since a devotee has taken shelter of Lord Krishna, he does not consider anyone his enemy and is never disturbed by the tendency to desire or enjoy the suffering of others. Thus, he is mritu, or gentle and sublime. Suchi, a devotee never touches that which is impure or improper. Simply by remembering such a pure devotee, one is free from the tendency to sin. Because of his perfect behavior, a devotee is called suchi or pure. Akinchana, a devotee is free from possessiveness and is not eager to enjoy or renounce anything since he considers everything to be Lord Krishna's property. Aniha, a devotee never acts on his own behalf, but rather for the service of Lord Krishna. He is therefore a love from ordinary worldly affairs. Mithapak, a devotee accepts material sense of death only as far as necessary to keep himself healthy and fit in Lord Krishna's service. He is therefore not entangled by his sense activity and never injures itself, injures his self-realization. When, when necessary, a devotee can give up anything for Lord Krishna's service, but he does not accept or reject anything for his personal prestige. Santa, those trying to exploit the Lord creation are always disturbed. A devotee, however, is detached from such pointless activities and understands some gratification to be diametrically op opposed to his self-interest. When always engaged according to the Lord's desire, remains peaceful. Stira, remembering 
that Lord Krishna is the basis of everything, a devotee does not become fearful or impatient. Which is the verse that Bhakti Siddhanta explained, much Sharana. A devotee does not take pleasure in anything except serving Lord Krishna and is constantly attentive in the execution of his duty. A devotee knows that only Lord Krishna can protect him and engage him in useful work. Muni, a devotee is thoughtful through intelligent contemplation, avoids becoming distracts, distracted from his spiritual advancement. By intelligence is free from doubts about Lord Krishna and confirms all problems in life with steady Krishna consciousness. One who forgets the Supreme Lord is more or less crazy, but a devotee remains sane by offering his activities to Lord Krishna. Gabiratma, a devotee merges into the ocean of Krishna consciousness, his own consciousness becomes deeper and deeper. Ordinary superficial person hovering on the material platform cannot fathom the extent of a devotee's awareness. Riti, Ritiman, by controlling the urges of the tongue and genital, the devotee remains steady and patient and does not impulsively change his position. Jita Sangha Dosha, by spiritual knowledge, a devotee is able to conquer the Pushing of hunger, thirst, lamentation, illusion, old age, and death. This verse is the same as the other one in the issue of Panishad. Vacha Vegam, Manasa, Kroda Vegam, Jigva Vegam. This is the same. Amani, a devotee is not puffed up, and even if he's famous, he does not take such fame very seriously. Mandada, a devotee offers all respect to others since everyone is part and parcel of Krishna. Kalya, Devotee is expert in making people understand the truth of Krishna consciousness. Maitriya, devotee does not cheat anyone by encouraging them in the bodily concept of life. Rather, by his missionary work, a devotee is a true friend of everyone. Karunaikaha, devotee tries to make people sane and thus is most merciful. Is Paradukaduki, or one who is unhappy to see the unhappiness of others. Kavi, a devotee is expert in studying the transcendental qualities of Lord Krishna and is able to show the harmony and compatibility of Lord Krishna's apparently contradictory qualities. This is possible through the expert knowledge of the absolute nature of the Lord. Lord Chaitanya is softer than the rose, harder than the thunderbolt. But those, but these opposing qualities are easily to be understood in terms of the Lord's transcendent nature and purpose. One who is always able to understand the truth of Krishna consciousness without opposition or confusion is called a Kavi or most learned. Ultimately, the most important quality to take shelter of Lord Krishna, since the Lord can award all good qualities to his sincere devotee. In the lower stage of devotional service, one acts with a desire to enjoy self gratification, but at the same time try to offer the fruit to the Lord. That stage is called karma means Mishra Bhakti. As one gradually purifies himself in devotional service, he becomes detached from detached through knowledge and gains relief from anxiety. In that stage, he becomes attached to transcendental knowledge. Therefore, that's, this stage is called Jnana Mishra Bhakti or devotional service to Lord Krishna with a desire to enjoy the fruit of transcendental knowledge. But because pure love for Krishna is actually the greatest happiness and the natural position of the living entity, a sincere devotee gradually overcomes his desire to enjoy chance gratification and knowledge and comes to the stage of pure devotional service is devoid of personal desire. Right? So, I, I, you can read and finish this chapter. 
So now very interesting point, before I wrap up, is that <clears throat> we have stressed the importance of worshipping devotees over the worship of demigods. Yes, in fact, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had made it even more simple. You understand? So here is a question by Narada Muni. What is the duty of the householder? Yes, I'm sure you know, correct? He said that the duty of the householder is what? To associate with the saintly devotees, correct? Again and again, yes? Correct? Huh? So now, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied. Satya Raj Khan said, My dear Lord, being a householder and a materialistic man, I do not know the process of advancing in spiritual life. I therefore submit myself onto your lotus feet and request you to give me orders. He's asking is a valid question. Hello? Huh? So what is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied? <coughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied, without cessation, continue chanting the holy name of Lord Krishna. Whenever possible, serve him and his devotees, the Vaishnavas. Did he say worship demigods? Hello? Did he say? What did he say? Chant Hare Krishna and serve the Lord and the devotees. Yes? Hello? I'm finished. Upon hearing this, Satyaraj said, How can I recognize a Vaishnav? Please let me know what is a Vaishnav is. What are his common symptoms? Same question Uddhava asked. Right? Uddhava asked. The lot. The same question. So Chaitanya, because I just described all you have to go and associate with Sandy person. Sandy person qualities are 28, correct? All have been described, yeah? Yes? But here, Chaitanya Mahabru replied. Chaitanya Mahabru replied, whoever chant the holy name of Krishna just once is worshipable and is the topmost human being. Hello. You're chanting more than one. Huh? Or you're more than worshipable. Huh? Hello. Put a play card. Prabhu, you worship me. Huh? Is that a fact? How does this work? Because a Vaishnava will never say he is a. Although he may be chanting, but he will never say. Because the qualification of Vaishnava is very, very what? We just read this now. Huh? 28 what? Qualities. So a Vaishnava will always say, is what? I'm the servant of the servant of the servant of the. I am not. You understand this point? Hello? 
So, just before I go, because you can read this purport and all time. Simply by chanting the holy name of Krishna once, a person is relieved from the reaction of sinful life. One can complete the nine process of devotional service simply by chanting the holy name. So now we understand how we should go forward in our life. Right? We should what? Worship who? How to worship the Vaishnava? So this is how you do this worshipping Vaishnava. One should mentally honor the devotee who chants the holy name of Lord Krishna. How you do it? Huh? One should offer humble obeisance to the devotee who has undergone spiritual initiation. Diksha. That means you should pay obeisance to who? Hello? Huh? And is engaged in worshipping the deity. And one should associate with and faithfully serve that pure devotee who is advanced in undivided devotional service and whose heart is completely devoid of the propensity to criticize others. In other words, you should worship a pure devotee. Huh? The three classes of devotee here, the neophyte, uh, the intermediate, and the what? You understand? Uh, hello? If you do Vaishnav Seva, you will make tremendous advancement. That's why to serve a devotee, very, very important. Especially an advanced devotee, a pure devotee. That's very, very quickly you will get rid of all your sinful activities. What to speak about serving? Huh? Simply by our remembering you, our office instantly sanctified. What to speak of seeing you, touching you, washing your holy feet, and offering you a seat in our home? Understand? Uh, so, this mentality of thinking that the devotees are substandard, thinking that the devotees are useless, has to change. If you think, that the demigods are more important than the devotees, then you better re what? Condition your thinking. You follow? Hello? Huh? Devotees, you offend them. Krishna says, Nahi Paritran. Nahi? There's no one. 
Understand? Then, before I go. <coughs> This is from Garuda Puranam. Feeding you is equal to feeding 10 million Brahmanas, Advaita Acharya said. Therefore, please accept the Shridha Patra, because Advaita Acharya made him eat. This is referring to Haridas Thakur. Haridas Thakur is chanting how many, how many names? 300,000 every day. Huh? So, Shraddha Patra is Prasadam offered to the forefathers at a certain date of the year. This is called Pinda, no? You know Pinda? <coughs> this Shraddha Patra is offered to the forefathers and is then offered to the best of the Brahmanas in society. Instead of offering the Shraddha Patra to any other Brahmana, Advaita Acharya offered to Haridas Thakur, considering him greater than any of the foremost Brahmanas. This act of Sri Advaita Acharya proved that Haridas Thakur was always situated in transcendental position and was therefore always greater than even the most exalted Brahman, for he has situated above the mode of goodness of the material world. Referring to Bhakti Sandarbha, text 177, Shila Bhakti Sandarbha, Saraswati quoted the following statement from the Garuda Purana in this connection. I think this is in the, in the your book, no? the Vaishnava and Brahmanas. Right? He quoted his verses. A Brahmana qualified to offer sacrifice is better than a Brahm, a ordinary Brahmana. Better than such an such a Brahmana is one who has studied all the Vedic scriptures. Above, among many such Brahmanas, one who is a devotee of Lord Vishnu is the best. And among many such Vaishnavas, one who fully engaged in the service of the Lord is the best. There are many different kinds of devotees, but even a Vaishnava coming from a family of Malachas or Yavanas is understood to be a learned scholar. Understood to be a learned scholar, complete in knowledge if he knows the Vaishnava philosophy. He therefore, he should therefore be given charity for such a Vaishnava is the worshipable, is as worshipable as the Supreme Personality of God. That means the person who knows is much more than what? All these Brahmanas who do what? Big, big what? Pujas. Chanting big, big what? Mantras. Hmm? This is the famous verse. Lord Krishna says, even if a non-devotee comes from a Brahmana family and is expert in studying the Vedas, it's not very dear to me. Whereas even if a sincere devotee comes from a low family of meat eaters, it's very dear to me. Such a sincere, pure devotee should be given charity who oh, is as worshipable as I, as I. So now you understand the position of a devotee. Right? Hello? Yes, yes. What? Yes. Is it clear? Yes. Why Rishabdev highly what? Praise those Brahmins. He did not praise the demigods. In fact, in this class today, he did the yajna and gave the Ramanan to the demigods. Right? You understand? So demigod worship. Of course, we are not telling you to disrespect. That's, that's not our, our topic. You have to, yes, respect. In fact, in the purport of the verse today, 
Prabhupada quoted all the Brahma Samhita verses to glorify the demigods in accordance to Krishna. Right? Like, for example, worship of what? Durga. What is that word? Chittir Siti Palaya Sadhana Sakti Reka Chaya Yeshya Bhaganani Vibhati. Durga is but a shadow, correct? In that way, she is performing a service, correct? So I worship Govinda, uh, under whose order she is. So that Brahma Samhita, like that. And then Lord Shiva. What is that verse, Lord Shiva? Chiram Yatadadi Vikara Visesa Yoga. Lord Shiva and Lord Krishna come from what? Same ingredient, what? Milk. Uh, from milk, you, Krishna is milk, and Lord Shiva is what? Yogurt. From milk you get yogurt, but from yogurt you cannot get milk. That's the supreme position of Krishna. That's all. Lord Shiva is glorified in accordance to his position of being servant of. Then who is next? Sangha. What is that verse, Sangha? Hello? Sangha? Samastha Suram, the Murti. He is Teja. Is what power is coming from where? He's very powerful, correct? His eyes of the Lord. Huh? Understand? Was he there? And then Ganesh, everybody liked this Ganesh. That you remember very well. Huh? Ganadi Raja. Huh? Huh? What is that? Kumba, with his Kumba, he is putting in a lotus feet of the Lord. <coughs> and who else? Lord Brahma. So all these verses, you can ask the devotees, they will tell you where to find them. And if you have to go to demigod temple, you can always chant these verses to what? But above, uh, above all this, is worshipping the and the topmost devotee who? Who? Huh? Brahma. Who? Because the topmost devotee is Radharani, but the demigods among the demigods. Vaishnavam Yata Sambhu. But we, we, we don't just go worshipping him. No. We go to Krishna and by worshipping Krishna, everybody is one. Satisfied. You don't need to separately do anything. But we have to worship Krishna through the through the what? Devotees. Through the spiritual master and the devotees. We cannot what go to Krishna directly. That's not possible. All right, so any questions or comments on this point raised? Actually, in our my beginning days, we have to pay obeisance in the morning. And we also pay obeisance the night before we take rest. So, but now you are all doing in the morning. But 
We are always paying obeisances. Whenever we see devotees, we are bowing down. Is it not? How many of you are bowing down? How many of you are not bowing down? Ah, this devotees. I know Kula is a useless guy. How many? So you have that kind of mood, better change. Because who's devotee, who's not devotee is not you who determine. Who determines? Guru and Krishna. Understand? If you offend the devotees, spiritually you become finished, under cannot grow. Understand? I have seen Sunday. They just come here, they just I don't care for the devotees. Don't you? Don't even see. I have noticed many times. Don't see my face. Of course, I'm not a devotee. You don't see my face. I'm all right. But understand this attitude is not good. How how are you improving? You all come here without knowing anything by associating only you group, correct? But you came here and you got four four hands and four tails, is it? Huh? How? How did you improve? You gave up your bad habits. What is the bad habit? Meditating, illicit sight, gambling, intoxication. How did you come out of this? By your own self. No, when I came here, Prabhu, the, the vibration of the temple, no, I got purified. Hello? Hello? Association. By what? By what? So you cannot compromise that. And you cannot undermine that. You have to always remember, by the mercy of the devotee, I became a devotee. I am always grateful for that mercy. All right. So, anything else? That's why he says here you mentally own the third class devotee. You don't don't you don't have to pay obeisance, but whoever is just third class the chanting, you mentally pay respect. That's why we don't disrespect them. But we don't go to them and ask material benefits. That's why in the morning we are trained how to pray. Yes? This eight prayers by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, how to pray? It means what? We are taught. You are not say, give me how before you became a devotee, everybody's mind. What? I want to get the biggest house. I want to get the most beautiful woman. I want to have five cars. Huh? Correct? The bicycle? No, I don't want. Huh? <laughs> yes? Isn't that? But when you become a devotee, how you are learned to, how you are taught to pray? Nadanam, Najanam, Nasundarim, Kavitam. Correct? We chant every day, every day. Why? Why? Why we chant? To what? Purify our consciousness. Understand? It is not some whimsical thing we are doing here, you know. That's why devotee association is most purifying. Demigod association is not purifying. Contaminating. Of course, demigods also devotees of Krishna. We are not denying that. But they cannot help you. There are cases that there are cases that demigods are also created as Krishna masters, Krishna masters, Bhagavan masters. So in this regard, in this pandemic, 
demigods are spiritual masters. Yeah, but that when they are in that role of giving spiritual knowledge, yeah, that's different. But you cannot go to Lord Shiva and all this, you know, you, you have to go through the current link. Understand? You cannot go and pray to Lord Shiva, please give me transcendental knowledge. It's not going to work. Understand? Huh? Yes. Um, but you went to pure devotee. The association of pure devotee can only transform you. Now you have to understand this very important point that we are explaining. Yes? Otherwise you become a Hindu. And what will be your position? Sriyam Dehi, Dhanam Dehi, huh? everything Dehi. Correct? That never change. Heart will never change. Yes? That's why Vaishnava have a different position. Highest position. Brahmanya, Namo Brahmanya, Devaya Go, Brahmanya Hitaya Cha, Jagaditaya Krishnaya, Govindaya. That's why Krishna says, huh? what is that verse? Uh, the Vaishnavas are very dear to me, and I'm dear to them. They don't know anybody else but me. And I don't know anybody else but them. What is that Sanskrit? Huh? Mm. So please become very cautious, especially when you deal with who? Devotees. Understand? There's a big difference between our temple and all other temples. Other temples have no, no Vaishnava, nothing. Yes? Correct? So people never change. Their heart is still contaminated. Yes? So there's a big difference. All right. We stop here. That's questions in that thing. Yes. yes. Yeah, that is the thing. We should not bribe them. Worshipping demigod is bribery. 